Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Thank you for joining another episode of the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. This is Jared podcasting alongside the usual crew, Lucas, Bart, Wyatt, and Aiden. Uh, We got a lot to cover in both episodes this week, so we're just going to dive into some news we missed first. Uh, Some sad news for Jets fans everywhere, including Aiden, that running back Brees Hall has torn his ACL after the game against the Broncos, Um, and the Jaguars then traded James Robinson to the Jets. Yeah. Things just can't go well, you know, full stop. <laughs> yeah, there has to be yeah, some sort exactly. of... Exactly. There's got to be an asterisk. But yeah. but yeah, James Robinson, I'll, I'll take it. I'm glad they made a move. Yeah. yeah. I'm I had glad Bruce it's Hall not Cam Akers. That's, I heard Cam Akers oh. rumors, and I was like, I do not want Cam Akers. No, <laughs> okay. okay. I had Brees Hall on my fantasy on... team, and he has been do- he was doing pretty well. But now I got Michael Carter, too, so okay. hopefully. You're chilling. <laughs> I have Travis at the end, and so I was very hyped by... The James Robinson trade. Yeah, at least yeah. by that trade. Yeah. yeah. Helps out a lot. Yeah. Um, they also lost Elijah Tucker, right? Yep. This week, too. Yep. Brutal Yikes. season. Two, like, Yikes. potential pro bowlers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sauce Gardner's still healthy, though. So. Hey. Got that swag. He's got that dog in him. Uh, Another guy that has his dog, that dog in him is Sam Ellinger <laughs> uh, getting his first start for the Indianapolis Colts as they've moved on from Matt Ryan midseason because of a shoulder separation, potentially. Potentially. Why? I saw the report that he might have a shoulder separation, but I don't really know because it also came out that he was going to get benched. The first initial tweet about him getting benched didn't mention any injury at all. So yeah. I don't really know exactly what, what is happening. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why he doesn't have kind of one of those things where like, it. yeah, where like teams like like somebody's playing poorly and then they'll like attribute it to an injury. Like, yeah, Joel Embiid has started off the season bad for the Sixers, and then the Sixers announced like yesterday, they're like, oh, he had plantar fasciitis over the summer. That's why. And I'm like, oh, that's probably not why. <laughs> you know, like he's probably just playing poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they already uh, Russell said, Wilson. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Frank Reich said that he's going to be the starter for the whole season, right? So, like, injury mm-hmm. or not. Sam Ellinger? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's a weirdly bold statement from the Colts. Yeah. I was just kind of surprised by it all. Yeah. Jim Mercer's impatient, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of pressure on Frank Reich. Um, yeah, apparently Matt Ryan, if he is injured, does not have Wolverine blood either, so he can't recover, recover as fast as Russell Wilson. And Russell um, Wilson said that, and then he missed a game. <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand yeah. what he was saying. I think his status is in, is like doubtful or something or questionable for the London game too. So we'll see. Oh my God. Yeah. Might spare. Just might another spare London the, game. The huh? Brits. Yeah. yeah. Lucky them. They don't have to watch him. <laughs> um, another team you probably didn't want to watch if you're a fan of the Patriots. Uh, they got throttled on Monday Night Football mm. against the Bears. Mm-hmm. What was Justin Fields' per- completion percentage? Was, I'm looking. He was right 13 now. of 21. <laughs> oh god, that's the <laughs> most Justin Fields for, for Justin. Yeah, for him. <laughs> Not bad. Oh man, but hey, he had 14 carries for 82 yards. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Should have started him in fantasy. I had Jared Goff. He got like I think a point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, let's go into let's keep up the NFL trade uh, train though, and let's go to the trade deadline. Got a couple players we're gonna walk through. Um, we'll talk about whether they should be traded and thoughts on good fits. Let's start with DJ Moore. Uh, Bart, what's your opinion there? I think he's a hold. I don't think the Panthers, I think they would be silly to trade him because he's like actually good. Um, like obviously given the right, the right trade offer, trade anybody, but like, I mean, we know he's good. He had three straight 1000 yard seasons this year. He has, I thought this was so funny. He has 27 catches on 54 targets. So 50%, but he has one drop. What does that tell you about the quarterback play? <laughs> so I think I think the Panthers should hold him. I think they should wait it out. Obviously, the Baker experiment is failing, but I think with a good quarterback, we've seen that he can perform really well. Good receivers are kind of hard to come by, so I, I say hold. Okay. Um, Lucas, what do you think? I'm going to take the opposite position. I think this is a sell. Um, I think, Fire yes, sell. Bart, you mentioned the three straight 1,000-yard seasons. I agree. Obviously, evidence of good performance in the past, and they have had their quarterback struggles. That's true, but he's only averaging 39 yards per game this season. Um, and you could check that up to again the Baker play, the thing, the way that things are going poorly. But if you're going to have a wide receiver who only averages 39 yards per season, you might as well do one, do it with one who makes less money. Moore is a really big contract, and if they want to rebuild, I think they should probably do it in a cheaper way. He's the eighth highest played wide receiver in the NFL. He makes about 20.6 million a year, and he certainly isn't getting the ball enough to justify that. Whether that's his fault or whether that's the quarterback's fault, I don't think it matters. I think it's a waste of resources at that point to be spending that much money on somebody who only averages 39 yards per game. And again, I don't think it's entirely his fault, but, you know, I feel like you could get better value out of drafting a cheap receiver and having them sort of build up to that role than sort of wasting all that money on DJ Moore. So, you know, obviously excellent receiver. The production is dipped a bit this year and even though it's not his fault i think you got to take advantage of while his value is high and somebody's willing to take on that contract and ship him out all righty um what about alvin kamara of the saints wyatt it's a sell and who do the the saints think they are (laughs) it's more likely than not that dennis allen ends up getting the boot this offseason and they're gonna have to start a total and complete rebuild They've been hanging on to their championship chances for years uh, by a thread, uh, and and they've been putting everything on the credit card. And this season, they've operated in complete delusion, thinking that they were going to be a team that was going to compete for a championship when they traded a first-round pick last year to have two first-round picks in last year's draft. Congrats, their first-round pick will probably be a top-ten pick. Uh, the problem is that they don't own it, and the best team in the NFL right now, the Eagles, might end up with a player in the, uh, drafted in the top ten, courtesy of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so they're going to have to recoup <laughs> some draft picks somehow, hold on to young talent like Chris Olave and, and Trevor Penning, and find a way to stay out of complete implosion going forward because your head coach quit, your team thought they were ready to go, and obviously you suck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, brutal. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Uh, Aiden, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going the opposite. I'm going hold because their whole division sucks. Let's be honest. You yeah. know, like the Saints are at fault here. They've they've shifted the focus away from Kamara this year. He doesn't have a touchdown, which is ridiculous. They're like taking mm-hmm. away his trade value if he had any, which I, I think he did and probably still does. But Taysom Hill is stealing all the TDs. Uh, but Kamara <laughs> is. He's the face of the franchise, and the Saints at two and five, a terrible record, are one game behind the Falcons and Bucks. I mean, just <laughs> terrible division. I mean, I think it's very possible that the Saints could end up 
making the playoffs. I'm not saying likely. I think it's very possible. And I don't think the running back market is going to be that like strong at the trade deadline. Mm. McCaffrey's already gone. I mean, it's possible the Bills will be searching for somebody. Mm-hmm. But if people are willing to wait, the like upcoming free agent class is super strong, or it's at least very deep. You got Saquon, Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, Damien Harris, David Montgomery. Like, there's a ton of guys who will be free agents. And so I don't think people are going to be trading big picks for Alvin Kamara. And so I think it's worth it for the Saints to hold on to him. Gotcha. All right, let's go to um, Notre Dame grad Chase Claypool, Lucas. Uh, Morrissey, Not- Morrissey man as well. What, what yes, do you think about who you think about we, who I helped move into his dorm, so I'd like to think that he could not yeah. be here without me today in this position that we discussed on uh-huh. this podcast. It's all been building up to this. <laughs> I'm going to take the <laughs> I'm going to take the opposite position uh, that I took a DJ Moore on Claypool. Um, and you know me, I'm a value guy. Uh, we've talked about this when it comes to sports snacks. I think it's also <laughs> when it comes to NFL wide receivers. Okay. And Claypool is still a pretty cheap option for the Steelers. For what he does at this point, he's only making 1.6 million per year on his current deal. He still has a year and a half left on that deal, and he has all the physical attributes and production to be a solid wide receiver. Yes, the Steelers are having a down year, but I don't think they're in a position where they need to totally sell the farm at this point. Um, I think their biggest struggle is at quarterback. I think if you could even slot a competent quarterback into Pittsburgh, they'd be a much better team. So I don't think that they need to necessarily, you know, completely fire sale right now especially when claypool has a year and a half left on this deal um i think honestly if his production for whatever reason for for whatever reason dips next year and they want to you know trade him off on an expiring deal that's a different story but i think at this point he's got a year and a half left on a cheap deal he's a good wide receiver i don't think the team is bad enough that they need to completely like sell the farm so i think they should stay on claypool yeah i i agree i don't think they're going to trade him Mostly because the Steelers apparently want a Christian McCaffrey type haul for him, like multiple draft picks, not first rounders, but second rounders, uh, third rounders, fourth rounders, fifth rounders, that sort of thing. I feel like the NFL doesn't really have that exciting of a trade deadline compared to the NBA and MLB as well. I, so I feel like for those reasons, he shouldn't be traded. That being said, he definitely seems to kind of want out of Pittsburgh. Like he's been blasting the play calling. Like I feel like every chance he's gotten, um, and he, but he is a really good player. Like, like you said, Lucas, the physical attributes, 6'4", 238 at the combine, ran a four four. Basically, like, I mean, that's Calvin Johnson sort of level. Like, I know some people are gonna be like, "What? How are you can? How are you gonna make that comparison?" But in terms of people that are that big, running that fast, only it's only him and Calvin Johnson. If if they were to trade him, though, I think the fun team or the obvious team, I think that most people would say is the Packers because they're the most. Yeah wide receiver needy team that does not care about picks. But I would say a fun option would be the Chargers. Despite the uh, some poor play, they're also only a game behind the Chiefs somehow. And Chase Claypool said he wants to run the deep ball. Justin Herbert's like the perfect arm talent to do that. They've had a mm-hmm. lot of injuries, um, and they definitely have kind of signaled win-now mode, I feel like, with their offseason and all the trades they did and acquisitions. So I think it'd be smart to try and get a Super Bowl out of Justin Herbert's rookie contract. Claypool was drafted in the same year, so um, I feel like the timelines would match up too. Um, so we see, we'll see what they do there. Also, I think the Cowboys would be a fun pick too. They kind of need some wide receiver to pair along C.D. Lamb. I think that'd be kind of fun. But um, my official pick, if he did get traded, would be the Chargers for sure. 
So <laughs> we're gonna go right back to me with Robert Quinn. Um, he's under contract with the Bears through the 2024 season. I think they should trade him um, just because the Bears are in a, a complete rebuild. He's over 30. He was a second team All Pro last year um, and holds the Bears single season sack record. Yes, that was with a 17-game schedule, but still. 18 and a half sacks in a, in a season is very good. Um, I think, actually, the Eagles or Vikings would be good destinations for him. Mostly because, mostly the reason I say the Eagles is that they have a pretty, Howie Roseman's known as kind of being like an aggressive GM, and he's very tapped into the league in terms of like always having always having calls at least placed on certain players. And the Eagles don't really have like a glaring need anywhere, but if you are going to make a good, uh, like a splash move, I think getting somebody on, on the defensive side would be a good for them. Um, Bart, what do you think? I agree that they should try to sell him. The thing about him is that he is going to be hard to trade because he's been really bad this year. Mm. Um, like he, the fall from grace from his terrific season last year has been pretty wild. Actually, I don't totally understand it. Like you said, he's, he's getting up there in years. So maybe that's why, um, apparently they tried to, to trade him they tried to trade him already this offseason, and they were literally just asking for late draft picks, and they still couldn't find a suitor. So I don't know. I mean, like, through, um, like through their, all their games right now, he has seven tackles and one sack. Yeah. PFF grades him at 40.2, which is awful. Um, <laughs> if he were to get traded, two teams that I thought would make sense are teams that are like kind of in playoff contention but have really bad pass rushes, which are the, the Chargers and the Ravens. Uh, but, like, really, I think they would be happy to offload him to literally anybody. <laughs> because if they can get anything for him, given the way he's played this year, it'd be pretty surprising. Gotcha. Yeah, going to have to bank on last season's results. So we'll yep. see. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last one. Wyatt's favorite player, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Aiden, what do, you, what do you think about Kenny Galladay? I'm holding him. I mean, they could try to sell him, but I don't think they're going to get much anyway. I don't think they're going to be successful. He's on a... Like, only a year and a half in on a four-year, $72 million deal. Like, no one wants that huge contract for a guy who hasn't caught a touchdown in a Giants uniform. You know, he had an injury in 2020 that kept him out, and he just hasn't been the same since then. Um, He's caught less than 50% of his targets as a Giant. If I were an opposing team, I'm not trading for him. And from the Giants' point of view, I mean, why not just wait until the offseason if you're trying to shop him? Because you're contending. Like, why not have that depth, even if you're not really going to use him? Mm Mm-hmm. Wyatt, what do you think? I would get rid of him for anything. I, if if they offered me a <laughs> oh sixth-round pick or they guaranteed me the pick was Mr. Irrelevant, I think I would take the deal. Uh, it's an obvious sell. Galladay has been the least productive wide receiver on the Giants uh, since he got there. Go ahead, Aiden. You go ahead and you can tell me your favorite Kenny Galladay moment as a New York Giant. <laughs> I because too many to count. It's, uh, I, just, it's, I don't know how I could go through. He's them watching so many of their games. Yeah, so. it's definitely not one of his scoring plays because he doesn't have a single touchdown. Uh, or and and Kadarius Tony, who hasn't really played the bench this year, and Wandell Robinson are the future of the Giants' receiving core. Um, we need to be realistic about where our roster is going forward. I know that we're contending. We're doing it without Kenny Galladay. Um, again, if you were able to guarantee that the pick. Or you were going to trade for a pizza party for the team, I think I would take that deal as well. <laughs> oh That'd be a steal. That'd be a. Right. Uh, During the bye week, deal. just get us a pizza party. That's all we ask. Oh my gosh. Well, 
I don't know how to make this transition. Somebody that was expecting a pizza party after their first game with their new team is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> I've, I, I've heard reports. People I've heard reports. <laughs> uh, the 49ers acquired star running back Christian McCaffrey uh, from the Carolina Panthers for a couple of picks. Um, I didn't write down the exact pick haul, but it was like a second, a fourth, and a fifth or something yeah, like a, that. A Two fifths? Yeah. yeah. Second, third, fourth, yeah. and a fifth next year. Okay, perfect. Gotcha. Bart, to you, was this a good move? And where do you think this places the 49ers in the NFC hierarchy? I do not love this move, personally. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Um, longtime listeners will understand where I'm coming from, actually. I don't know if you guys remember. We talked about this very thing in January. We talked about should the Panthers trade him. And I was in the camp that they should. And my reasoning hasn't really changed since then. For me, it comes down to this. Like, how much better is he going to make their offense? Uh, my reasons back then were like, first of all, despite McCaffrey's greatness, he never really made the Panthers that good. And also just like generally speaking, running backs, we've seen time and time again, they're not that valuable. Um, so, so that's one thing. Like I know it's literally, it's reductive, but literally look at the Panthers this year. McCaffrey's been playing great. The Panthers were one in five with him. So like, come on now. And then of course, you've got his injury history. You've got the fact that he's already 26 and running backs tend to fall off a cliff around like 27 or so. So that's another thing. Um, and then like, there are issues on the 49ers offense that this trade is not addressing. And I think that's maybe the bigger thing. Their offensive line still needs work. Uh, that's one thing. Jimmy G, the guy this year, they clearly have a limited ceiling with Jimmy G as the guy. Um, like McCaffrey played in this game, right? He can't fix things like Jimmy G throwing that boneheaded interception on the goal line right before halftime. He just lobbed a ball up into a, into a <laughs> crowd of defenders. Like, what, what, you know, like you can have an elite running back and you can't fix that. He's not going to fix the fact that they're the seventh most penalized offense. And Kyle Shanahan, for all of his like offensive genius labeling that he's gotten, the offense has been really underwhelming this year. They have Debo, they have Kittle, they have Ayuk. They're still below average in scoring and an offensive EPA. So like maybe McCaffrey helps them spice it up. I don't think so. So to me, it's like they probably would have been better off trading these picks for a, a position that will actually enhance the offense. I don't think it really moves the needle for them as far as the NFC hierarchy. I still see them as like a first round exit. Like an elite defense, sure, it might carry them. We've seen it happen before. But I'd be more concerned with Jimmy G playing better and with Kyle Shanahan improving the offensive schemes. Because uh, like an elite running back is, again, we, we've, we've seen many times that they aren't actually that helpful to you being a good football team. So I don't know about this move. Yeah, and not only all that, but it's also like they're even mortgaging their future more than they did before. It's like, they like more than any team I've like ever seen in the NFL are just like trading away any draft capital to just like win now and winning now when like they're probably not going to win because of who's playing quarterback. Like no offense to Jimmy G, but he's just not going to ever be the quarterback. I think that wins a team a title. Okay. Hold on. I have a problem with that. Everybody's like Jimmy G has a ceiling, but the ceiling is they were leading after three quarters in, in the Super Bowl. They've made they it to win? an NFC championship game. Did they win? Okay. But, a margin, but like Christian McCaffrey is not going to make maybe the biggest the biggest impact as like an offensive lineman. But if they only need marginal impacts to have won that game against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl or to have beaten the Rams a third time in the NFC Championship game, I think go for it. Honestly, I think you've seen that Jimmy G can get you close, and if you add that sort of talent, then I, I don't understand the problem with winning now. But like, and, has and, the team in terms of marketing, years the- showing you that. Yeah, exactly. They, like I don't maybe know. add been, McCaffrey to the twenty. They have the typical 49ers problem where they're in everybody's injured. Basically. 
Right. If, if you didn't trade for McCaffrey, who else was going to get devastatingly injured when you needed him the most? Um, <laughs> what's the, what's the definition of insanity? Is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You probably never heard that before. Uh, we've done the same song and dance with Wine Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I just came up with it. It just came to me. <laughs> copyright, copyright. We've done the same song and dance with Jimmy Garoppolo before. Of you know, we we Jimmy's the guy. We can we can win with Jimmy. Jimmy wins games, and then all of a sudden that you lose. So Kyle Shanahan knows that they are strong but limited offensively in situations with Jimmy G, um, and they need to find other ways to maybe lean on other people. Right now, you have an all-pro at tackle, tight end, running back, and wide receiver. Um, and then you obviously you traded your three first-round picks for quarterback. You have one of the best defenses in the league. You have the best linebacker in the league. You have tons of talent all over this roster, and now you just need to find ways to, to scheme them open. I mean, look at what the Giants are doing. They're going to scheme people open, and they are just out-coaching other teams. All Kyle Shanahan needs to do is to scheme Debo, Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey open, and they just get the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. That's why they made this trade. I think it's the right trade for where they're at. And and going forward, at the very least, Trey Lance will have all of the pieces to be a good quarterback next year. But it's a weird move to make still, given that you're assuming Trey Lance is going to be QB next year. Like, I have, you know, Jimmy G obviously has his shortcomings, but do we really believe that Trey Lance... Is the guy you want to have a, a win now roster for? It just doesn't make sense. None of this connects it? for me. Mm-hmm. The Trey Lance trade in the first place was obviously ridiculous. Like I they mean, traded three first round picks for a guy who may have been available at their <laughs> original slot, and now this. I mean, do they have first round picks in the future in the next like two to three years? Do they have any picks coming up? It's just weird that they're yeah. going all in and then also heading towards. Like a, a new QB. It's, yeah. Look, I'll tell you. Make it make sense. If they wanted to blow this all up, they would be able to get more all, more of their first round picks yeah. back. More than what they had before. Maybe not for Trey Lance, but at least for the for all the other weapons, they'd get him back. They're in the opposite mm-hmm. direction of let's go win some football games and, and, and go after it. Um. So I, I look, I don't know. Bart mentioned the interception, <laughs> the boneheaded interception. Did we talk about the safety as well? Jimmy Garoppolo's second safety this year. Like that like <laughs> I'm not saying I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's a moron. I don't think that he's even a bad quarterback, but he's obviously not a good like a great quarterback. You know, so I think that they they have to find they have to do something. They have to find something to make this work. Oh no, he's 33 and 17 I, as a starter. That's really not bad at all. Yeah, no, I don't hate Jimmy G. I just don't think it's worth going all in on Jimmy G. I think it's worth just like, we're, we're we'll see what happens. Set. And, you know, we have our future. But going all in on him, being like he's the guy, which is kind of what, you know, I don't know if they're signaling that really with this. or they're signaling either him or Trey Lance is the guy. And I just but the, but this is either, but, but this is the expectation for teams like with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert is that when you have cheap quarterbacks, and right now Jimmy Garoppolo is a cheap quarterback, regardless of what it, you have the freedom to make moves like this. I mean, there. Otherwise, you're just sitting on the cap space. I, I don't know, but they, they don't have cap space, right? Like, I feel like this is their like last remaining cap space. Like, it's not like this off season they're gonna be able to sign people. Yeah, I mean they have the they have the Nick Bosa extension coming up too this mm-hmm. off season. 
Oh, they make it work. The cap's invisible, really. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, they always make it work. But at the very, at the, they have the talent that teams are supposed to get when they, like, they don't need to sign anybody. Brandon Ayuk is a first round pick. Debo Samuel, um, George Kittle, all of these guys are talented enough to be a really. I mean, we know that they're a good roster, but they're ta- like, who else do they need to add that's going to be coming up? Like. Like if Saquon Barkley were to walk free right now, you think that they'd be like, "Damn, I wish we had the money to go get Saquon," or they already have the roster to, to compete. I mean, I but there's no you, there's no one else that they need to add. Do you feel like they have the roster to compete this year and going forward? If Trey Lance is the quarterback going forward, given, especially given that it's a small window, if they're trading all their first round picks at some point, they're and you know they're second and third and whatnot. <laughs> like at some point, they're gonna feel the effect of that, right? Get, I mean, given the way that the year is right now, their biggest competition is Seattle. And I know that <laughs> Seattle is having a phenomenal year, but you could convince me that Seattle will at some point start to show some a little bit of cracks in the armor and that, and that San Francisco is a team that can take over that division. Um, right now in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers is obviously mm-hmm. on a decline. Tom Brady has turned into a pumpkin this, this year as well. And, and Father Time has caught up to him. <laughs> so it's like it's... It, it, it's wide open for them to take over. And if Trey Lance is even just marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo next year, then I think that they'd be okay with that. At the very, at the worst, they rung the wing tee. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. They should hire Iowa's offensive coordinator if they want to do that. I, I coached in a wing tee offense <laughs> last year. You can hire me. I'd be cheaper. Wing tee sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. So boring. Hire the na- hire the Navy coach. <laughs> Don't they run the wing? Triple option. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Oh my god. We'll see when the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year, though. We'll we'll revisit this. I'm I'm just joking. Yeah. When for sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, Bart, quarterback wins isn't a stat because you're a Kirk Cousins fan. Let's be honest. <laughs> or is it because there are 21 other guys who play the game with the quarterback? Uh, why don't you tell one. me this, Jared? Hmm. What is Jimmy Garoppolo's expected points against the Vikings? You tell me that, and we'll decide <laughs> whether or not they're a good team. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, we've got some Thursday night football. Um, the Bucks and Tom Brady are coming off a brutal loss to the Panthers while the Ravens just narrowly beat Cleveland. It's the last game before Halloween. We'll see if Tom Brady continues turning into a pumpkin. Maybe he'll be a pumpkin by the time Halloween passes. <laughs> um, Aiden, I think you have the best record, so you have to pick first. Mm. Hey, good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm going to rest on my laurels here uh, and take the Ravens 23-13. And what I feel like is a fairly obvious pick. Obviously, this could be the week that the Bucks kind of come back. Um, but this is a rough situation for the Bucks to start with. Like they had this ugly, brutal loss against the Panthers <laughs> this weekend. You know, a team that had just fired their coach and had a fire sale. Yeah. Uh, and now they have a short week, and they struggled against the Panthers defense. I find it hard to believe they'll regroup against the Ravens D. Obviously, the Ravens have been vulnerable at the end of games, but the Bucks have shown no ability thus far to fight back late in games. So. In a distinctly unbrady like way. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll, you know, continue this week because I don't see a reason to, to say that it won't. Okay. Bart, what do you think? 
I'm, I'm right there with you, Aiden. I, you, I mean, you made a lot of the same points I, I had written down. I will also say the Bucks are super beat up right now. Their injury report is kind of frightening, uh, and it's a short week, so it's like it, that doesn't bode well. But yeah, I mean, the Bucks offense putting up three points against the Panthers, <laughs> it's anemic. I, I have no optimism for uh, the Bucks pulling it together this week. I, I like the Ravens 28-17. to 17. Yikes. I'm going to pick next... I'm also going the Ravens. Um, do I have anything interesting to say that you guys haven't said? No. Ravens 35-20. <laughs> it's going to be 35-0 heading into the fourth quarter, and the Bucks are going to score all 20 of theirs in the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> 35-20. Chaotic 35-20 Ravens. Uh, Wyatt, what do you think? Well, this means I have the fourth best record in, in Thursday Night Football predictions. Maybe. Um, here's our... This is where the separation begins. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay, and I'm not <laughs> picking them very confidently, but I'm picking them. I don't believe the Ravens' defense is that spectacular. They moved on from Week Martindale, and uh, it doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily mean that they've gotten much better. Uh, Mark Andrews got the fantasy football report. Did not practice today, and they play tomorrow or they play on Thursday. So I don't know if he if Mark Andrews doesn't play. I don't really know who else is going to defeat you other than Lamar Jackson. Maybe they find a way. Todd Bowles is a good defensive coach, but they're leaning on Deshaun Jackson to be their next uh, big wide receiver contribution. Why not? So I, I don't know if I really feel that confident in it. Again, I'm not super confident in Tampa Bay, but I'm just going to lean that maybe they bounce back. Uh, they they kind of did against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay 24, Ravens 21. Okay. Lucas, you have the honors of the final pick. That doesn't mean you have the worst record. I did not calculate everybody else's records. Okay, I was gonna say like I don't think I have the worst I, I don't, record. It was I a don't shock actually, when I, I opened the outline this week. No, Lucas and Wyatt are tied for second, actually. Okay, so me or Bart? I have the oh, worst. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, I mean, I don't have anything more interesting to say than what Aiden Bart and Jared said. I'm gonna pick the Ravens for all of the previously stated Separation reasons. I'm gonna say twenty. <laughs> well, yeah, for you sliding down the, the list, but yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm going to go Ravens 23 to 12. All right. Well, hopefully you don't think that this podcast has turned into a pumpkin and you're still listening and sharing <laughs> with all your friends. Has nobody heard that before? I've heard that expression no, yeah, before. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it just came <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, you know the drill on social media. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, guys underscore. Follow us. Holler at us. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. And we will see you for more talk later this week.